Aloha. <laughs> Welcome to Wisdom Dialogues. Coming to you from Hawaiian Paradise Park at the chapel where I just heard I'll be for two more months. Hooray. <laughs> we'll see where or if I end up doing Wisdom Dialogues after that. Yay. <laughs> I don't mind. You know, I don't mind either way. <laughs> it's fun for me, and I appreciate it. I, um, I love it. And, you know, I kind of have wisdom dialogues by myself all day. So <laughs> I don't really need people to come, and it's fun, too, when people come. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so I can't help but laugh, you know, and, and, uh, and see if I can get other people laughing too, because we all get these weird feelings coming, you know, throughout the day. We get some weird feelings, and those feelings are always a projection of a thought that something's going to go wrong, or it has gone wrong, or oh no, what if, and um, there's a threat, there's a real threat out there. Um, that's what all those feelings are being projected by thoughts like that. You know, or originally it comes from the thought that you separate yourself from reality. And that's where those specific, seemingly specific kind thoughts come in about your specific life. Right. But really those thoughts even come from the thought that you separated yourself from reality. So you're getting those thoughts as a distraction. So you don't see the thought that you're actually only viewing this world because you thought you separated yourself from reality. <laughs> so you, you see why I'm laughing. You see why I'm laughing about it. When I get an upset feeling, I'm laughing about it. Because it's not, it's not specific. It seems specific because that's how, that's how an illusion works. You know, it's going to go to the particulars of your life, what's in your memory, you know. Um, and it's going to make those things into a problem. I'll watch my mind go around looking for problems. Because, you know, there's a feeling and I can't quite tell what is the pro what's the problem. And then it's, go it's actually looking for problems. The, that's what's justifying the feeling. You need that as an, as, an, as an ego, which you're not, but you're projecting yourself as you are. Um, as an ego, ego needs that to keep itself as, as something that exists, as if it's something that exists, and it's something that's real, and it's something that's needed, see? So any of those justifications that come in for the reason that you're feeling like that, you can deny any truth to them. That's how A Course in Miracles puts it. You can deny any truth to them. Basically, for me, that's just recognizing that thought is completely meaningless, and it's funny. It's always, and you know, watch as you go through a, like a day, okay, okay, uh, uh, you have a perception of yourself maybe saying something or doing something that you don't quite approve of right now. You don't quite approve of yourself like that, okay? That's also a hook. It's a trick. Nothing's happened. So, it, so this is how the mind stays busy. And to the ego, it, you need to be in disapproval of yourself 
Otherwise, you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And that's totally the opposite of how learning happens. That's a complete opposite. It's actually calling it in more. You guys have heard what you resist persists, right? <laughs> it's actually calling it in more <laughs> to believe that you actually did something and that it's helpful. And you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't think it was helpful. You think it's helpful. That's why you do it. You, you think it's helpful to sit in disapproval of yourself. You think it's helpful to sit in judgment of a way that you were uh, earlier today or last week or whatever it is that comes up in your mind. And see, that's where you can get a break. You can have a break right there. If you recognize what that is, what it's all about. It's not helpful. You think it's helpful and then you follow it and then you project these more problems with yourself. Self-improvement. I need self-improvement. There's something wrong with me. See? That idea is what keeps people in suffering. Okay? That's attachment to... You know, I heard, I heard today, um, I think it was in my yoga class or something, it's attachment that's a cause of all suffering. So we get attached to an image that we think we should be and then resist what we, the, the image that we're projecting of ourselves. <laughs> And that's the, that's the split mind, basically. That's the ego. You don't have a split mind. You have a whole mind. You know, but the ego crept in there because of believing that you could be separate. Oh my gosh, uh, 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 this little thought about I separated myself from the creator. The mind's so powerful, your mind's so powerful, that you can make that illusion and make it as if it's reality, but still, it doesn't touch your mind. It doesn't touch the reality of who you are. So you could change your mind about yourself anytime, but you can't do it on your own. That's the thing. You cannot do it on your own because of the way you projected yourself out. It's kind of like you're lost in the world that you made. So you need help. It's still you. It's not someone else. You know, there's not two, but you made it as if there is two. Okay, so you, you see in yourself as someone that's against, been against God. Someone who's gone against God and thinking that you have har- you even harmed God. You know, like, like a, by taking yourself out of the kingdom, you have broken heaven. And now everyone's after you. It's like you're a murderer. You know, that's the image that's set up. It's like, it, and so there's this... The, this fear, this threat, fear of a threat outside of ourselves that's coming to get us. So all of these little things that come up in your life and all of these ideas about how you should be, what you should be doing, all that kind of stuff to take you out of gratitude really is keeping the world. That's what keeps the world. Because it seems like, you know, uh, it, it, it seems like if you look through your senses, which is what we're doing when we see the world, we're looking through a body sense, it seems like we're in this fucking thing. We're in the body. It seems like we're in this thing because we feel this thing. We feel this body. We, it's like we feel ourselves in the body. But the body is just a sensory organ that's projected by the mind too. It has no reality whatsoever. We have this thing about, uh, uh, you know, your, your, body, your body wisdom and what's your body tell? Oh, what did your body tell you today? What does your body say to you? Your body didn't say shit. It's an illusion. 
The body, there's no, there's, there's nothing there. You know, you're getting a sense of a body. So you get this sense and it feels like you're inside of this thing. There's no way you cut this thing open. You're all going to see just a bunch of bloody shit. There's no one in there. <laughs> uh, it is inside of us. It, in, it, it is inside of us. So what you can say is that this projected mind, this idea, who you think you are, the personality, all that stuff, that's, you could say, that's the body's mind, okay, one way of saying it, because there's this structure of thought that's projecting a body. So it's like a body mind, you know, it's like a structure projecting, and that's the personality, you know, it goes along with the body and all that stuff. That is not who you think you are. And that's also attachment that causes suffering. Because the person that we perceive, we tend to get so attached to that person. Like, it, it, like it's something that needs to keep going. Like it's something that we want to hang on to. And you know, that's the hook of the ego. We get attached to all kinds of different personalities and bodies and, um, and you know, things and our, our home and possessions and, you know, just this, this idea that these things are for anything except what we want them for. What we really want them for is awakening ourselves back to who we actually are. We want to get back. It's not like there's anywhere to go back to, but it's, it's kind of like a backtracking in thoughts. And that's how I see it. It's kind of like, an, you know, A Course in Miracles calls it an undoing. It's like undoing of thoughts. So it's kind of like projection. It, it gets you way out from, you know, it's, it's kind of like this dark journey out in thought. And then it's like coming back to the center, which is reality, which is, you know, light, pure light. And it's hard to even conceive from this mindset, from this, uh, from this perception, perceiving and separation, what it's like to just be in light and as light, you know, just extending love. We continue on like that. I mean, you can see um, if, you know, some scientists have shown and stuff, like when we walk around, you look through a certain lens, it's light. It's just these light. It's like, the, like these light beings leaving a trail of light. You get the, the hard, dense image of the body out of there, and you can see it. And when we communicate, you could see colors coming from us and going back and forth like this. You know, and under certain circumstances, it shows that's like, and that's how we really communicate. We've just been, we've become attached to communicating through bodies. And that's why we're afraid of something happening to the body. And everything that we fret over has to do with the body. And the funny thing is, is that when we get worried about things in the world, we're attacking the body. We're attacking the image that we made. So it comes up with things like sickness, tiredness. It comes up with, uh, uh, you know, a perception of being an accident or something like that. Perceived, uh, per perceived sickness, basically. So there's, there's no body in reality, but when we get scared, when we get worried, when we get concerned even, when we're anything less than grateful, it's an attack on that image, on that body image that we made. And the body shows up with the symptoms of that attack.
We can't, we're not really capable of, of attack because of who we are. We're not really capable of attack and we're not really capable of being attacked. So we made this body as an image of something that can be attacked. And we can make it, we can make it into a reality as if it has been attacked. Only we make the perception too that it's been attacked by things in the world, external things. Maybe it's been attacked by coronavirus. Maybe it's been attacked by someone who got vaccinated and now they're shedding on you. Whatever the story may be, you know, it, it's all make-believe. <laughs> it's always this idea, oh, someone out there can get me. You know, someone can do something to me. Someone can do something against me. I better be careful. I better watch what I do. And then it comes down to you're watching what you do. And you don't have a, as if, as if you have a choice in what you do in the first place. So it just sets up for some more tragedy for ourselves. <laughs> That's why, you know, that's why, you know, like someone will come up to me and they'll be like really sad or something. And, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say. I have no idea. You know, I just have a certain way of looking at things. So things that come out of my mouth are a lot of times really entertaining for me. <laughs> so, so, so sad. Oh, my God. Uh, and it was so sad. And I'll just start laughing. I'll be like, what the? Wait a minute. You're laughing. And one, one friend who, who he left, to play, he left to, from here when the lava was flowing because he wanted to get away from the lava. Had someone run his place. Guy completely thrashed his place. Completely. I'm hearing stories about his place getting thrashed, right? So I, I knew ahead of time and I thought it was pretty funny. And then he, <laughs> I see him and, uh, and he goes, you heard about my place, you hear about my place getting thrashed? And I just like bust out laughing. And he's like, you're laughing. And I go, yeah, I am. And he's like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> and I'm laughing too. You know, I have no idea. Like, I don't plan what I'm going to say to people or anything. So, um, you know, I don't always laugh. But it, it seems like it just like, it comes out. And then, and then I'm, I'm even kind of like, whoa. And then I see it and they're like, oh, yeah, that, I think it's funny too, you know, really, really it is, because the, the, the ego will put up these tragedies for us, these perceived tragedies, and everyone's supposed to go, oh, oh, it's so bad, you know, I, I hear from my, my friends a lot, you know, like there will be like some different news story about um, how the government's like claiming some more authority or something like that, and, uh, and oh, isn't this, so that it just makes me laugh. I just love it. I think it's so fun. You know, it's like all these different things that arise in the world. They're really for one purpose. So there's nothing we have to fight against. You know, this thing about I've never been active in an activist role before, and this is just so recent for me. And so I find myself like in, like in interviews, like as I was not, I was in an well, it wasn't really an interview. It was a call um, with different activist people. You know. One of them being Peggy Hall, you might know her from uh, uh, California, doing a bunch of stuff. And, you know, the first thing, and I barely get a word in on this thing. Like, mostly it's like, it, it's, it's other people talking, you know, about the fight, the fight, the fight. And I'm just like laughing. I'm like, who's fighting who? 
who would who would be fighting? Who would really be fighting? You know, and that, that's not like the call to start saying stuff like that, apparently, because I didn't and uh, was not really that easy to get a word in edgewise anyways, because it was all about the fight and the shrilly kind of, you know, they, I can't believe you. And then they did this. And then they, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> they're not doing anything. And anything that they seem to be doing is for you. So it comes to gratitude. It comes to giving gratitude for things. And, you know, that's the way that what, what we really want is going to dawn upon our mind. It's not in this world. There's no comfort to be had in this world. There's no comfort to be had. I have no idea why I'm drawn to do all this activism bullshit. It's nothing. It's meaningless. And yet I find myself filing documents, and, and I'm enjoying it. I'm like, this is fun. It's, re- it's, it's really even more fun because, you know, I know that it's not a reality, you know. It's, it's really just that much more fun. But we take things as if they're, they're hard. Like, oh, no, my uh, husband's mad at me or something, you know. Like, just like whatever it is, it's taking it as if it's a burden when everything can be used for more joy, revealing more joy. You can never have the kind of joy that you are while perceiving a world, but you can always allow more. That's a choice you have. So you can allow more joy to come in. Always, you can say, you can always be happier than you are right now. You can always relax more than you're relaxing right now. Even if you're laying down on your back and you're like totally relaxed, if you tune in, you'll see that you can always relax more. There's tension with worldly perception. There's tension with every thought. The worldly perception is a reflection of mental tension. Okay? So we're constantly projecting these pictures, these images that we want to make real, right? And the, and the thing is, there's nothing wrong with any of this stuff, and the Spirit uses it, uses anything that you made, and everything that you perceive here, you made, including your relationships, everything. The Spirit will use whatever it is that you made to help awaken your mind, to guide you. So there's nothing wrong with any of it. So, you know, it's like... It's, it's like if we're being drawn into something or called into something, the underlying purpose, the function for everything is to awaken the mind. And it's a shared mind. So it's, it's like uh, there's no separate. There's no separate people. So if we're looking at people as if they're separate, that's holding ourselves out to be separate. There's no better than, you know how we think different ways. You could really see the split right now in the world. You know, there's, a, there's, there's the uh, government has my best interest in mind camp, and there's fuck that government camp, right? I'm not doing what you're telling me to do. You guys are fucking killing me. And then there's the 
Um, government has our best interest in mind and people have been living much longer than they ever have before we had all this modern technology. And you know what? Neither of them are right or wrong. That's the thing. They're not right or wrong. There's nothing, that, nothing that's right or wrong about it. Okay? Um, so this idea that one side has it wrong is an idea. And that's the, and that's the crux of division and separation. That's why it's, set, it's totally set up like that. Our whole system is set up like that. It's set up to keep the mind in separation. And, you know, we're, we're, we tacitly agreed to that. We tacitly agreed to that, to having a system like that. Because we want to stay in separation because we think we're an ego and we're going to die if we lose this world. It's very, very fearful. So it's fear that keeps us wanting something that's making this division thing go on. It's fear that's making it want to be like, it's like, God, why can't they just like take their fucking mask off? Don't they know that it's like this, you know what I mean? Uh, or the other way around, it's like, uh, oh, how dare they disrespect by not wearing a mask, by not doing what we want them to do, you know? Um, and, you know, for, for me, it's like, uh, it's, it's just super freaking obvious that freedom for all, <laughs> freedom for all, that's what, that's what it's all about. Everyone can, uh, everyone can uh, be how they are. And that's, really what it's a, and, and that's really what it's a test for people and an opportunity for people. Let your neighbor be free because their freedom is your freedom. And that's in anything. You know, I had one friend come to me. He want, he, he's collaborating with me on uh, getting, some, getting a freedom of information request because he was pissed when he went down to Gehenna and saw all those cops. Uh, you know, it's all lined up like a police state down there now. I don't know if everyone's aware of that. Uh, it's kind of like a police state. Gehenna and the lawn. Yeah, they hang out there all, they hang, hang out there all day on Sunday in droves with all kinds of cars and everything, just looking for people to give citations to. Yeah, I know, it's really good. <laughs> so so I, guess, uh, I guess the guy yelled at all the cops, uh, and, you know, they're, they're trained really well, so they just like, they're just like, okay, they'll just like listen to you and still go about doing their job. <laughs> and so, and so he, he came over, and, and he wants to get the cops out of Kahena and Alon. I'm like, okay, great, I'd love to help with that, you know. And, um, and then he started talking about how he wants to control the people in HPP who are bulldozing their lots and not leaving the trees and building houses all over the place. He wants to do something to stop that, too. So it's interesting because it's like this is the way, this is the, way the mind, the conditioned mind works. You know, I want it my way. That's like, I want it my way, and I'm going to control other people. I'm going to control what they're doing so I can have it my way, you know? Like, let's just, you know, it starts with freedom for everyone, freedom for all. That means people can be as they are, just allowing them to be as they are. And that includes, okay, look at this. When I'm joining with someone or, you know, um, doing it on my own, making some kind of movement that seemed like they're forgetting the police off of Kahena and the lawn, you know, it's also a lot of gratitude for the police for being there and presenting just the scenario that I need. 
And it's not because I need to do legal work. It's just that the doing of the legal work is bringing minds together. Anything that we find ourselves doing, anything we find ourselves engaged in, it's for bringing minds together, for awakening. That's all it's ever for. So in seeing it the way that it is, there's not some kind of attachment to an outcome of getting it a certain way of making it go a certain way. And it's still fun to play. You know, you don't, you, don't make a, you don't make any assessment over what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're doing, because you're not really doing, you're viewing. You have a choice in what you're going to make of it. So if you're assessing it, you've made it into a reality. If you're even assessing it at all, you've made it into a reality. You don't have to. You don't have to know what's going to come next. It's just unfolding, and it's bringing minds together. These minds that, and when I say minds, plural, that's the mind thinking that it's separate. So there's all these seemingly separate instances of the mind, and the seemingly separated instances of the mind, as they keep meeting, they keep melding and, and becoming one powerful force for awakening completely. You know, it, it's like the whole world awakens before you do. It all goes first. It all goes first. Okay, so like you're 100% responsible. You're having a perception. There's no world. There's actually no world. The world is a, is, is a projection of your own mind. So it all goes first. You see the reality in them all first. Okay? And you don't need them to do anything different. You actually don't need them to, you don't need anyone to get on your wavelength or anything like that. I love it because I, you know, my kids are, are kind of like, well, pretty much opposite of me on certain things. My one son, um, my 13-year-old, my well, he wears, I was going to say he wears a mask, but then I haven't seen him wear a mask in some days. Maybe something's shifting there. I don't know. I mean, you saw his face today, huh, Bob? Last week he was out there and I didn't see him with a mask. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely shifting. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, anyways, the, this, uh, the, the kids, my two boys, they're like, well, we like vaccines. We want to take vaccines. And it's like, okay, you know, it's like, it doesn't really matter. It's not like it can actually harm a person. The thing can actually harm a person. That would be my um, interpretation that they can be harmful. The body's interpretation, you can say. Uh, lifetime of memories and stuff like that. So it's like, I'm not going to find myself, probably, I could just, you never know. I get thrown some loops. I could find myself going, give me that fucking vaccination. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know, it's like anything, I, the way I've seen it is anything that I've seen like I'm never going to do, I end up doing. So that's what kind of got to just like stay open to. Hey, who knows? That could occur, you know. Uh, so I give, I give my kids the information that I have and I have their whole life and, you know, it's like, mom's kind of crazy. I mean, the whole world has a different view. Like anytime we watch TV or anything like that, the TV always tells us that our mom is wrong. So, um, we're just gonna, 
go along with this kind of stuff. And it's like, it doesn't matter. I told my son, I'm like, I'm sure that there's nothing in the world that can hurt your body. I'm sure of that. And he's like, okay, mom. You can get, yeah, take a vaccine. Uh, I don't know what else people think is dangerous. Eating McDonald's, probably. Eat McDonald's. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm not drawn to it or anything. <laughs> but the kid, you know, even kids, they're not your own. They have their own um, trajectory. They have their own, um, they have their own uh, screwed up mind that they have to work through. You know, like all of us have to go through the suffering that we set up for ourselves. We set up sufferings for ourselves that we now have to go through in order to see what's true. And you know, it's like by going through, it's not like you have to make it hard on yourself. It's like once you realize, you know, what, where, where's your teacher? Where's your inner teacher? You can go back to your inner teacher. Anything that people would consider suffering would be a joy because there isn't any suffering in reality. We set this suffering stuff up and we like to suffer over these things that we set up. We like it. That's why we do it. Because, you know, in the moment you have a choice. You always have a choice whether you're going to suffer over something, even if it's pain, even if it's physical pain, you always have a choice whether that's going to be mental suffering for you. So people set up whatever, uh, whatever they need to awaken. And, you know, that gives me a lot of perspective having kids that think the opposite and it'll be something that would be, you know, something that's, that's, uh, that I've grown an attachment toward, you know, it's like, okay, I've grown an attachment toward these bodies and, um, and then I've grown an attachment toward this belief that these things can hurt these bodies. So when someone that, 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 uh, apparently came out of my body, <laughs> tells me that they're going to be harming themselves. In my mind, I get really like a sense like, what? What? My mind started running. So it's perfect for me. That's what makes it perfect for me. You know, and you know, you, you probably heard that you're only going to get what you can handle. You're going to get what you can handle. It's like, you know, <laughs> some of my friends like, no way, if my kid told me I was going to get a vaccine, they were going to get a vaccine, no way, no freaking way, that is not happening, so they don't get that kind of experience, you know, and my big son, he just took some vaccines, he, went, he started college last year, and they said, yeah, take these, go get these vaccines, and he was like, okay, and he just went down and got the vaccines and stuff, and uh, he's like, I'm fine. I'm like, of course you are. Not, that can't do anything. That can't do anything to you. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing is not to put in, the, in, the, in people's minds that there is something that can harm them out there. I mean, you could say that's my mental trip if I'm thinking that the thing can harm. You know, then I'm afraid to get a vaccine, or I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take one. Don't give me a vaccine, you know. And I don't really have a choice in it. I don't really have a choice in whether I take a vaccine or not. That's the mind still making up illusions. It's just making up, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get a vaccine, but I don't know. 
I could. Next thing you know, I'm wearing a mask, wearing a vaccine. Hey, Hope, what happened? I don't know. I don't know how this thing is going. I'm doing this now. <laughs> now I'm over here. I'm over here hanging out with the Max Vax crowd. <laughs> matter to me. I mean, their voices are a little garbled. It's a little bit hard to understand them. <laughs> I, was, I, was with, I was with my son in a car dealership today, and everyone was wearing a mask in there, you know, and I wasn't wearing one. It was just no deal at all. No one even said anything to me. I was just in there like three hours, you know. No one said a thing. Everyone's, everyone's just doing their thing with their mask on, you know, and uh, I was talking with the receptionist, and it was so fun because Every time she said something, she knew her voice was garbled in that thing. Every time she said something, she just pulled it out like this and talked. So you could see her mouth and everything. <laughs> it's like it's a prop. It's like that thing's a prop. <laughs> this is what we wear to make us look compliant. <laughs> and, then, and then when it gets inconvenient or we want to be heard clearly, we just pull it down. <laughs> you know, it's really... Like, hey, look at me. I care about you. <laughs> I care about all the old people. <laughs> and, you know, that, 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 it's a funny story, and it's a funny story coming from a, a, a conditioned mind. So, you know, it's, it's, funny, it's funny to other people. I've seen lots of jokes on the other side, too, like... You know, or a mind that's conditioned in another way. It's like, yeah, you, uh, oh yeah, you just go around spreading your germs all over the place. Ah, you know, like that. Um, and, and, and so it's not like there's some animosity toward the people who are wearing masks or even the people who are enforcing masks, you know, stuff like that. There's not any animosity. And even if it is a sense where someone is like, really like, their mind is like, I mean to hurt you. I mean to hurt you. You know, I don't get that sense from like people in government, officials. They're not like trying to hurt people. They're trying to help people. It's all good intentions, you know. But even if someone's like, I just want uh, people like you, I just want to kill all people like you. Let's say something like that. I just really want to kill. And they're saying that. They're saying that they mean harm to you. They don't. They don't, they don't know it. They don't realize it. They don't know it. Don't take that thing to be true. I want to do this to you. Don't take that thing to be real. That's not really true. You know, it's, it's, you project something out there like that to make it seem like there's something out there that can harm you. So it's kind of like you're telling yourself a joke, you know. Uh, one example that just pops into my, my mind was when my, one of my sons was young and the teacher over at Kua Okala said, do you want me to call social services on you? And I just kind of like was, well, well, not particularly, but if you want to, go ahead, you know. <laughs> like, you know, you used to get a certain reaction on that, right? Like, uh, do you want me to call oh no, or oh, oh no, you don't need to call social services, I'll be good, I'll be a much better mom, I'll make sure my kid comes to school every day, you know, 
And that, and, and you know, that's how it is. It's like a, it's like a play, and you can see, like in the court system that we set up and stuff like that, it's a total play. It's a play on energies. They actually have no authority. They have zero authority. But we consent to it, and we do it energetically. We keep on consenting to this authority. Rebellion is the same thing as consent. We're getting rebellious. What would you rebel against unless it's a real authority? It wouldn't be rebellious unless you perceive it as a real authority. So it's just like you're not, you're not perceiving that as a real authority. Um, that's why any of these tickets and, you know, I'm not going out trying to get a ticket. But I'm excited if I do get a ticket. Because it's just an opportunity to show that that thing has no authority. It actually has no authority. And, you know, and, and this is something that I've been aware of for a really long time, that it has no authority. And, the, and, you know, the way that's played out is I get a ticket, and I'm, like, happy to get the ticket. I'm happy to meet the officer. And I, don't, I know money isn't real. I don't give a shit what amount of money is on that ticket. I just pay it, you know? <laughs> and now it's like I've been made aware of the game itself and how it actually has no authority so now it feels really exciting for me. It's the same with the police, you know. Oh, yeah, thanks. Nice to meet you. Okay, yeah, thanks for the ticket. <laughs> and, then, and then you go to court and you just have a blast. Oh, um, can, you, can you prove your authority? Can you prove that you have authority in that? Can you prove that, you know? Like, you start asking questions, they start dismissing stuff. I've seen it a bunch of times. <laughs> Uh, what, one, person, one person here in Hawaii went in on a ticket, and all he said was, I'm making a special appearance. Case dismissed. Because <laughs> you're making a, a special appearance, it means you're not submitting to the jurisdiction of the court. So, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I was like, wow, that's all he said? The case is dismissed? That's all he said. <laughs> and it's just because it's a facade. It's been a facade, and we've been playing along with it. What's your name? This is my name. Okay, we have authority over you if that's your name. <laughs> so, so people start, they go, I go by, you know, you don't claim anything. You don't claim anything. As soon as you claim something, as soon as, it's same with, this is, this is ego. This, everything's symbolic. Everything's symbolic. This is ego, 100%. As soon as you claim something, you're responsible. So claim your name, you're responsible. You know, you claim that name. I've seen, uh, I've seen people go, uh, they go, are you this person? No, I'm the beneficiary of that name. Case dismissed. <laughs> One of my friends told me she... Uh, she was she was driving and she got one of those red light ticket where they got her picture, right? We run 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 a red light, get a t get a picture, get a ticket in the mail. She shows up. The judge before the judge takes the bench. This is like an activist judge. Before the judge takes the bench, she goes, "I'm doing an arraignment right now. So what I'm gonna when I sit on that bench, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say, Are you? How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? And you're gonna say not me.'" She gets held up, takes the bench. Some of the people don't get it. They don't know what the instruction she just gave. 
So they're saying not guilty. They say not guilty. She sets it for trial. Okay, your trial date is such and such. And so many times goes, not me. Case dismissed. No, no, it's, it's not a legal loophole. It's actually that all the codes and all the statutes and all that kind of stuff that came after the law, the, the common law, which is do no harm, they don't hold any weight except by consent. And we've been consenting and we've been conditioned to consent. That's all it is. So pretty fun, right? So <laughs> you know how everything's con- everything is symbolic. So as I'm, as I'm unveiling this stuff, and that's, you see why I'm having so much fun, probably. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Uh, <laughs> you see why I'm having so much fun with it. But it's, it's so symbolic because that's the ego, too. You have to consent to suffering. You've got to consent to suffering. No one can make you suffer without your consent. So that's what this whole thing is like set up like that. And, you know, it's... And a a lot of the people are getting this information out. Um, I happen to be one of them that's helping to get this information out. In fact, fact, I have an interview. No, it's not an interview. I just talk for 10 minutes, which is really short for me. Um, (laughs) And then they put it on TV. So I'll get that information out tomorrow too. And the, you know, people are getting that this informa- information is out in droves. If anyone's interested in learning about it, there's a, a really good website. I am has sent me to you dot com. <laughs> I am has sent me to you. I am has sent me to you. Yes, dot com. <laughs> Oh, it's just it, it's it's just informing people of what it's of what the system really is and what it's held uh, what it's upheld by. Okay, so you know what I'm saying is as I'm going through this and this and these things are getting unveiled to me and you know I'm still doing more research and things are still more things are still being unveiled. Um, it's it's like it's so symbolic. It's just like the ego. It's the same as the ego. It's like, just like the journey that we take. With the ego, we go way out from reality, travel way out from reality. That's the court system that we have now. It's like an administrative court. It's there to make money. Okay, so it, it, it relies on, it depends on people violating their codes, which common law, no one's harmed, nothing, there's no controversy. Okay, so why are we here? It's kind of like, why are we here? Where's the, where's the injured party? Why are we here? Uh, state of Hawaii can't be an injured party. There needs to be an individual, man or woman or child, injured. <laughs> you know? And, and, it, and it, it takes, and here's, here's how it's playing out in my view too, is that it takes awareness of it to undo it, to roll it back. They call it nunk pro tunk, back to what it originally was and is because whatever took place after that was an illusion. Whatever took place after that was improper. So restore everyone to their original status. That's nunk pro tunk. So that's what, the same as, uh, as undoing the thoughts that set us out into these, the illusion so it restores our original status, which we never lost because it can't be taken away from you, nunk pro tunk. 
So it's like, wow, it's a, what a what a fun, uh, what a what a fun way to see the ego and way to undo the ego. And it comes up in a lot of different forms. This is just one of them. We've made ourselves into these things. We made ourselves into something that's like a like a creature of rules. You know, we've made ourselves into this. Like we're a creature of rules. This is how you behave. If someone comes up and tells you that your mom, their mom dies, you get this kind of look. <laughs> and if you don't, you're not fe- you're 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 not a good human. And if you don't, you know, if you're not if you're not gonna if you're not gonna buy in and make issues about things. You know, I've seen a I've, I've seen a lot with this I've, I've seen a lot with this uh, little trip that I'm on right now, um, with you know some groups of people. Their their whole thing is they're doing this to us. They're doing this to us. Well, that's projecting the whole thing. So if they're doing something to us, then we keep projecting. But you know what? That doesn't affect that doesn't affect me. Because they're saying that they're doing this to us. That doesn't affect me. That's fine with me. I'm not mad. I don't need to try to change that. Hey, you're not doing... Hey, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You know, it's hilarious too because, uh, you know, there's a sense that they're doing it wrong. And then the next thing you know, they're telling me I'm doing it wrong. Those exact words. You're doing it wrong. Oh, thanks. I knew I needed to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sense, you know, it's all for learning. So the sense that they're doing, do you know what they're doing? This is the way, this, this is the way the meeting opens up. Do you know what they're doing to you? You know, because they've done this and this and they've made you into a slave and now you're indentured servant. I go, man, I did all that stuff to myself. There's no way anyone did anything like that that to me i did all of that to myself including having a person telling me that they're doing it to me uh, that's that's so disempowering and it's like uh, the sense that someone's doing something to me that's so disempowering how can i just one broad stand up to that if some if all these really smart people are doing something to me. <laughs> they got a whole plan. They've been doing they've been doing shitty things to people for centuries. And I'm supposed to do something about that. <laughs> That's completely powerless. But when you when you see what, what it really is, and you know, you basically are allowing it that thought to be met with reason. The thought that someone's doing something to me to be met with reason is the truth is that I've done all that I perceive to be done to myself and nothing is being done to me at the same time. Nothing's even being done to me. That's, a, that's the song about that? Yeah, it's like that ACDC song. Oh, yeah, I like that song. It's a good one. It's got a good beat, good rhythm. 
And, and, you know, of course, any ideas where, you know, you wish that this thing would go away, something would go away, oh, my God. And that's what I see in the, in the activist thing, too. We, like, we have to make this thing go away. And that's like looking at it in a, in a way that hurts your mind. You've got to make this thing go away. Actually, the world is already a total loss. It doesn't matter what happens here. <laughs> it's based on loss. It's based on the idea that you lost something. So it's already a total loss. There's nothing in, there's nothing in it for you. You know, you go around and you find, oh, uh, you know, you get this idea. Oh, gosh, um, I really like that. Maybe I really like that freaking particular jelly donut. I'm going to have that one every day. And that's going like, to make my, I just have to have my jelly donut every day. And I'm going to be okay. And that's like a, that, that's a mental uh, illusion of happiness that we give ourselves. As long as I have this, at least I still have this. You know, I could so, totally see how I harm my own mind and people harm their own mind. I could totally see it. And, you know, that's really all it takes is like witnessing it. Witness it. You know, no matter what it is, you find yourself going off in some tangent witness yourself in that then you know the reason we're not witnessing ourselves is we're going off in dreaming about ourselves dreaming about yourself is making anything that you've done right or wrong i know now when i'm in dreaming about myself i did not used to know when i was dreaming about myself dreaming about myself is making anything i've done before or anything i might do in the future right or wrong. It's like propping up the personality, propping up the body, okay? Awareness of yourself is in this eternal moment. That's in this moment. So you're aware of what thought has your attention. You're aware of whether you are, you're, you're into following it. You're aware of your tendency to be pulled into it in the moment only. There's not going back looking at shit. That's a, that's a distraction. It's a total distraction. In the moment, you're just aware of your tendencies, these mental tendencies. Our mental tendencies are always for upholding some delusion about ourselves, whether it be good or bad. Even if it's about another person, it's always about ourselves. So you're watching where the mind dwells. Constantly watching where the mind dwells. This is what meditation is for. This is what people practice meditation for. Okay? Is the, but you don't have to practice meditation. You don't have to. Because most people don't understand what they're doing in meditation anyway. And they're just sitting around burning time. <laughs> okay? They're not even getting what it is all about. Uh, but, you know, if you hear me... And you're using it, you're using your, your, your instances, your moments throughout your day, your moments in your life to be aware of your tendencies. This is boring for the ego. I'll give you a fair warning. It's boring for the ego. Okay? And you're, since you're identified as an ego, you're going to feel bored. All right? Uh, because these things that you think, this is what keeps you in... Uh, in a mode where you're upholding the world. So to you, that's entertaining. This is the most entertaining thing, things that you think. 
These are always what's drawing your attention. Your mind is constantly going and dwelling in a place. Okay? So and when you're watching that, you're aware of these tendencies, you're going to find yourself going, what in the world? I'm, okay, I'm aware of it, but I still want to keep on chasing it. And it's okay. Watch yourself chasing it. Watch yourself chasing it. Just watch that. You know, and if you, if you feel, if you feel like you want to, with all willingness, bring your attention back into the sensation in the body. We know you're watching yourself going off on a tangent. Like, oh my God, this, you'll see what, what hooks you, what gets your attention for the day. It's as if it's a specific thing that's, that's specific to your life. But it's not. It's general. And you can generalize it because of that. You can just make it general. Uh, whatever the specifics are, you don't, they're not doing anything. When you're chasing the specifics around in thought, you're making that meaningful. That's all. You're making those specific, that specific person, that specific situation, whatever it is. You're making it meaningful. So watch that. You'll see it go back and forth. It's kind of like a tug of war. There's a tension there. There should be. I mean, you know, because the ego wants to drive you crazy. The ego wants to drive you insane. That's what, that, that's what keeps the ego going is your insanity. Okay? So whatever it is that you're thinking that's got you upset, that's not it. That is not the thing. You're, you're, you're making yourself feel upset because it's a habit. That's what keeps you entertained. Okay, so it keeps you entertained in life. It's always a seeking for something. Oh, something's got to change out here in the world, and then I'll feel better. You know, that uh, who who knows who knows what it is. You know, I have one friend who has a partner that wears a mask every day, and he might even take a vaccine now. And she's like the total opposite. You know, um, and 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 it's like what the heck? It's like that is not. And you know, my friend is so open and so receptive to this. I'm so grateful for that. That's amazing, um, totally amazing. Because the illusion is that this is fucked, totally fucked. This is the guy I've been with for like decades, and all of a sudden he turned into this thing. You know, <laughs> and, the, and the, it's not. And, and just bringing it to. That is not the reason you're upset. That is not the reason you're upset. Well, uh, now I'm going, I think I have a really important choice to make. Like, should I stay with this guy or should I not? And it's like, that choice is made. Like, you don't have to do anything about that. You can just enjoy the fact that it's funny that you think it's a problem that he's wearing a mask and talking about getting vaccinated. You can just laugh at your... Uh, uh, what you're making of that. Uh, laugh about what you're making it out to be. They're making it out to be a problem for you. Because he's not doing anything. And anything that he seems to be doing, he's giving it to, to you for awakening your mind. So it's like, if you can just enjoy everything, all of your reactions, you can enjoy your reactions. All reactions are fearful reactions. What is fear again? It's excitement without the breath breath that's right you got a shallow breath like a howly like you're being a howly <laughs> that's right <laughs> true definition of howly without the breath <laughs> it has nothing to do with skin color
And the more fun you have with your reactions, the more fun your reactions become because you start to see that they're opening up to another. It's like funny. I mean, could you imagine you go, you've been battling with this husband, right? You've been battling with this husband because he wants to wear a mask and get a vax, right? This whole time. And you've been a complete pain in the ass to him. Now he wants a divorce because like you're not even, uh, you're not even the same wife that he knew before. Now he's like pissed. Now he wants a divorce, right? You imagine, you go back home, and you're like, you know what, honey? I just realized that everything I told you about the mask and the vaccination, that was all about me. It was like not even like about you or wearing a mask or anything like that. It was just totally about me. You imagine how that conversation goes, oh, thank goodness. We're back to like loving each other up again. We can just love each other up again. One, one friend asked me, uh, she goes, she goes like, yeah, my boyfriend just took the vaccination. And then this other guy I'm co-parenting with told me I can't have sex with him anymore because it'll, it'll hurt me. And I can't be around with it. I can't be around him or ha- have sex with him because we have this kid together. Right. And, <laughs> and she asked me about, about that. And I was like, you don't have a choice in whether you have sex with him actually. So just let you, let your, um, what is it called? Baby daddy? Let your baby daddy know you don't actually have a choice in that. <laughs> but no, it's not like anything can harm you and you don't have a choice. And that's what you go back to. It's like if I feel afraid of something, then I'm going to look at what is it? What is it all about? I'm, a, I'm interested. You know, for me, all that is is getting the feeling, getting that fearful feeling. It's like, whoa, what am I afraid of? Like, if I'm going to have sex with that guy, I'm going to have sex with that guy or not, but I'm not going to be afraid to, on top of it. <laughs> it's going to get you one way or the other. And one way or the other, it's like, you know, you've heard the saying, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? You can't protect yourself from death. And the more you try to protect yourself from death, the more you bring it on. That's what's interesting. It's like there's this fear of death and also uh, gravity toward it. We're like gravitating toward it all the time with the fear. That's what brings, us, it bring, brings it near. And you know, there's no such thing as death. It's only an illusion. No one's going anywhere. I mean, you have the capacity to have a much closer relationship with someone if they don't have a physical body. Because that's a total barrier, you know? Yeah, it's all in the mind. Your relationship with them is 100% mental. So what do you need a body for? That the body is only because we told ourselves that we're separate and that's the only way we can communicate is through a body, whether it's on the phone or text, you know, you have a body doing it, right? And that's not true. And that's not true communication either. True communication is 100% mental. You don't need a body in any kind of physical uh, close proximity to be in relationship with them. And you know, as long as there, as long as the body is there, it's like it's it's neutral. It's not it's not good or bad. It's not good or bad. 
And when you see that it's not good or bad, it's naturally taken care of too, and it's taken care of way better. It's taking your the the body itself gets taken care of way better, even in the illusion, because the spirit works in the illusion than if you were to take responsibility for it. If you were, you know, if you're taking responsibility for trying to keep your body safe, and look, pretty much everything, every delusional thought you ever have is about the body, okay? It's about how to keep it safe, how to make it comfortable, make sure it gets enough to eat, gets its sex, whatever it is. You know, it's all, it's all about that. And those things, all those things take care of themselves and work themselves out without your having to do anything. When you withdraw the responsibility for the body, because you never were able to com command or control it anyways, but thinking that you can gives the illusion that you do and that you also do a shitty job at it. Even if you think you're doing good for a while, eventually you're screwing it up, right? So allowing the spirit to take care of the body is like any body thoughts arise for you, any fearful things about your body, let them, let it be relaxed. This is not telling you what to do. This is not telling you you shouldn't take a bath or something like that. Uh, you don't have a choice in that. These are two levels, you know. See that there's two levels here. There's the mind and there's the perception. The perception is taking care of things. It's just, it's just doing, you know, this doing that you perceive yourself doing. It's just doing. It's, it's all one thing doing itself. So you don't have any part in it. And whenever you get upset about something, you thought that you were in the world. You thought you were in the world. There's no happiness in the world. There's no happiness to be found in the world. All happiness that you think comes from the world actually comes from yourself. It doesn't come from the world. Okay, that's all, that's like uh, any happiness that you perceive coming from, from the world, that's you letting some light in. That's you letting some light in, that's all. Because it always comes from you. So the perception that we get, we get a little bit of happiness, what we consider happiness in the world, and think that we need to do the same kind of thing to make those results over and over and over again. And one really common one is money, okay? So you get, the, you, you get okay, um, boy, that really um, sucked going to work for those two weeks, eight hours a day, 40 days a week. Oh, what a drag. But then the paycheck comes, and you're like, Look, I want more of, more of that. That's what I want more of. So, all right. So I just, I just sacrifice um, most of all, all my days, and then I get that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. I'll do it. <laughs> and, you know, down the line, 20 or 30 years later, 40, I don't know, depending on when, when you start, um, I'm going to be kicking back with all this money. And it's going to be awesome. So I'll just sacrifice now for later. So that's... Whoa. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghostly wind. <laughs> so sacrifice, sacrifice right now for getting something in the future. And that's, that's how we've been conditioned to do. That's what we've been... We've seen, we've seen parents do that. Um, we've been conditioned for that. Okay, this is what you do. This is how you set it up. Yes, it's, you know... People, majority of people don't like going to work. You hear them talking about how work sucks. I hate going to work. 
Um, oh God, I gotta go to work. You know. <laughs> and it's and you know the going to work part isn't really the problem. That's not really the problem. You don't have a choice in that. The way of thinking about it. You're not thinking that it sucks because you're going to work. That's the distraction. That's just the distraction. So everything changes when your mind changes. It doesn't matter what job you had or how shitty you thought it was. Uh, that changes it. So you're not like sacrificing something now for a future. It has nothing to do with what's going on on the surface. You don't need to change your job. You don't need to quit your job. Nothing like that. And, you know, again, you don't have a choice in it. But thinking that you have to do something like that uh, and put, putting a burden on yourself. Okay, if your job's going to change, it's going to change. Just be like that. Let it flow through you. Because that's really what it's doing. It's just like flowing and you're, 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 a, you're just an innocent observer of it. You're really an innocent observer of this insanity that shot forth from the thought that you separated yourself. Okay, it's not saying anything about you. That's another thing that seems to get people hooked. What does this say about me? What I said, what I said back there, or how I handled that thing, or how those people are perceiving me. What does this say about me? You know, it, and I and I know when you're in it, it's not, you know, it's it's challenging because that thought, what does this say about me, is so interesting. We've made that so interesting. I can't stop thinking about this until I get clear what this means about me. I need clarity on this. I might need to go and have like a meeting with the person who told me that I was this way so I could like get it cleared up with them and they could see how I really am. They could see me for what I really am. You know, uh, just like it just keeps on going on like that. It's like you don't need anything. Like just drop it. You know, I found myself in yoga the, the, this week and I love my yoga sesh because I just see exactly what is going on. It's like this, this space where I'm just like watching really intently because there's nothing else going on. Just like paying attention to the breath. And all of a sudden, I notice it's my mind's flipping out about something, you know? And it's like no problem. And this is how it is. You know, you get, you, you get practiced at this. It's like no problem with that. It's kind of playful. They're just like going off. This is really bad. You know, this is, uh, oh, what are you going to say? Uh, what are you going to say back the next time he says something like that to you? <laughs> <laughs> and trying out different, you know, I could see, I watch it trying out different things. I like, and you know, I don't mind. I just get the feeling of each thing that is trying out. I'm like, how does that feel? How does that feel? It all feels shitty, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and you know in between it's like back to the breath you know come back to coming back to the breath um and watching it like kind of flip out and it's like these things just get dropped instead of carried forward you know if i'm make if, if i'm making a thing like i could spend my whole yoga sesh involved in this thing and then by the end of the yoga session I feel like I have a really good, strong handle on what went on and how to handle this and what to say now. I even know what to do now, right? And then I go and I approach the person and I make a bunch of conflict. Like, what was that about? You know, it's like, 
It's like I just let these ideas come and go. They just come and go. Oh, what are you going to say about that? And the whole thing is, it's made into a huge ass deal, and it doesn't need to be. So, and so then what I see is, uh, by allowing those things to fall, the whole situation is gone. It's done. It's over. It just got. It, it just got processed like that. It's over. It doesn't need it. It's like a, a reason has been applied to it, and it doesn't need anything else. The situation doesn't need anything else. It just dropped, never to come back. No need for that. We don't need to make it. And that's, and that's what, and watch, watch yourself when you do this. You know, my, my, my friend who was uh, bugging the shit out of her husband and wearing a mask and stuff, she's like, I saw myself. I saw myself go. Watch yourself go on that. Where you, it, she's like, I just had to say something. And then, I, and then he told me he didn't want to talk about it. And then I just go, why? Why don't you? And it's like, I'm just watching myself the whole time, like going down this thing where I'm making conflict between us. Just watch. It's really, you know, because you can't get it wrong. You really can't get it wrong. All of it's for learning. You know, even if the, even if the perceived consequences of the world is the, the guy's like, you know what, you're a crazy bitch. That's it. We're divorced. Also a blessing. Also a blessing. You got to look at it like that. It's also a blessing. There's not a problem with it. You're learning. You can say, as an ego, which you made yourself into, and you're really not, uh, as an ego, <laughs> you're learning, okay? You don't really have anything to learn because you already know everything, but since you projected yourself outward, you made it so that you're kind of like an idiot. You forgot who you are. So it's kind of like you're this dumbass that needs to learn, but it's not in a bad way. It's, a, it's, fun. It, it's fun. You know, so you just watch this thing. Watch yourself hurting yourself again and again and again, making conflict, and don't hold judgment about yourself for that because you know what? You're only doing what, the, what you perceive yourself to do. You're only having the perception of yourself doing that and going and following that kind of thought pattern because you think it's helpful. So you need to find out that it's not helpful. How you find out it's not helpful? Experience. Experience is different from dreaming. Okay? Uh, dreaming is not really experience. Dream. So your experience is how does that feel? So when you get really alert, you see yourself badgering someone. You see yourself getting, get, getting you into that place. You're using them. Basically, you're using their body. <laughs> To bring you into that place where you're in conflict. And you want, you want them to go into conflict with you. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, come over here and, and, uh, and help me press on my wounds. And I'll press <laughs> on yours too. And, you know, we'll, that's how we show love for each other. Right? Uh, watch yourself hurting yourself over and over again. And you, that's how you learn. That's the learning, though. And you know what? The more aware you are, the quicker you're going to learn. The more aware of it you are. You can't be aware of it if you're going into dreaming. You can't be aware of it if you're trying to figure out who's right and wrong. for tit for tatting the thing. You know? Like, 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 for me, I don't even have an argument. Like, when someone says, hope you, uh, oh, for instance, you did it wrong. Okay, thanks. You know? Like, uh... uh it's not like you have to, 
you have to like go, oh, how, well, what do you mean? Like, how did I do it wrong or anything like that? You know, it's like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, you get that feeling, you get that feeling and everything else just works out. All the things that need to take place, they just manifest for you, whether it's through you or anything like that. Just getting the experience. Get it, and that's all it has to do with is sensation. It's a sensational life. But we don't get the sensation. We block the sensation off because we're afraid of feeling. Okay? So that's all we need to do is look at what's going on as far as when we want to get bring it to this thing. You know, and I'll laugh. You know, it doesn't happen for me very often where I'll find myself badgering anyone anymore because I've seen so much. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've done it. I think the last time I went there was, I don't know, I think it's been a little bit more than a year. And before that, maybe like a year and a half, and before that, it was a long span. So it's kind of like this. As you learn that these things where you, you know, you're trying to make conflict with someone, they get shorter and they also have more space between them. Like you notice a lot of space. I'm not opposed to badgering someone to try to get them to get into conflict with me. I'm not opposed to that at all. It's a beautiful learning experience. It's just that I don't need to go there. I haven't found myself needing to go there in maybe like a year and a half or something like that. But, you know, the last time it occurred, it was with my husband. You know, husband and wife is the best. It, it is. Because it's like, you know, it's like you can come into agreement. Uh, you, uh, any, any, kind of, any kind of coupling, any kind of brother and sister, anything like that. Um, you can come into agreement where you go, you know what? Whatever I have a, a, an image of you doing, I'm going to take responsibility. And you both take that responsibility and you go, okay, um, whatever, you, whatever you do, I'm, I'm, going to be, I'm not going to be judging you. And if I am, just remind me. Just remind me, hey, you know, it's this. And, you know, my husband and I, we never even had that conversation. It's kind of like unspoken, you know. So that last time, like from like a year and a half ago, and I was badgering him. I just go, you know, all that stuff I've been saying for the past hour, that wasn't about you. That was totally about me. That was like me beating up on myself. And he's like, I know. And you know what? I've realized that I can also help you through that better. From what I've seen, you know, I saw myself going through that too. And I realized how I can even help you um, when you're feeling like that, you know. Um, and, and, and then it didn't happen again. <laughs> So we, we couldn't get the, we couldn't get that going, you know, we couldn't get that same thing going again. We're like, oh, but you know, there's like, there's like little, you know, little things where it'll start to go, uh, you know, I told you guys about the tea and the spending too much money and uh, buying a bunch of tea. Um, and he was like, you know, feeling like that feeling like I'm spending all the money and ruining us, breaking us. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is again. There's that, there's that thing. Not like feeling bad about it or anything, but there's that thing, like laughing about it. And then he laughs about it too. We just laugh about it, you know, because there's that thing. There's that pattern we play together. And, you know, we all, we all have that. Any relating, even if, it's a, even if it's more of a distance kind of relating or anything like that, all relating has some kind of an energy play going on in it. So we watching the, we're watching those energy plays. And for the most part, you know, 
we're, we're given at least one person that's pretty triggering in our lives. And usually that's your significant other. You know, that's what, that's what, that, and, and you know, not everyone, it, not everyone needs a significant other at every, at any given time. You know, people think about my twin flame and all that bullshit like that. Man, if you don't need that, you're not going to have it. If you need it, you're going to have it. There's a certain, there's a certain kind of relating going on. There's a certain kind of, of relating going on when you get into that kind of close partnership kind of relationship. And, you know, it's like people don't realize it, but they're, they're coming together, you know, from the ego's perspective to uphold this illusion. So it's like we're coming together to injure each other. We're coming together to, to keep ourselves harmed, to keep ourselves small. That's the reason we're coming together into relationship from the ego's perspective. Okay? So, so whenever we find, oh, they, they uh, didn't return my call, you know, and they never returned my call. They ghosted me, something like that. You know, people come up with all different things. Uh, people, get, people get super, um, uh, super insane on it, too. Like send a message online, and then they didn't get a response, and then they went online to check if the person was online, and then they'll get pissed at the person. They were online, and they took that long to respond to my message. It's like, fuck, where is your mind going? Where is your mind dwelling? Who cares what they're doing? <laughs> now, that's the thing to watch, is where is your mind dwelling? I was talking to this sweet young man, and he was telling me... Uh, telling me, yeah, um, I used to be addicted to sex, and now I'm not addicted to sex anymore. And I was like, you know, the only addiction you can possibly have is thinking. That's the only addiction that there is. There's no addiction to sex or anything else. Those are, the, those are surface la level, what we labeled as addictions, so that we can distract ourselves from real addiction, which is thinking against ourselves, right? So he starts telling me all these stories about all the different... Uh, experience that he's had I just want a woman that I could just like make love to and and you know and all these girls that I'm uh, that I'm uh, that I'm meeting they're all telling me they just want me to fuck them harder mm -hmm. and I'm like you know what you just spend a lot of time thinking about meaningless shit <laughs> who cares like who who freaking cares about this stuff uh, yeah I think that's I think that's what you're. I think that's what you're saying. I think that's what's going on. Like I don't need to really think about all this stuff. I go, yeah, it's it's perfect. Whatever. If someone uh, someone says something that like that to you, you don't have to take take it. Uh, you keep on projecting it, so you keep on getting the same thing. You basically get the same girl over and over again because you keep on projecting it, and you're thinking about it so much. You're thinking about what you want and what you're not getting so much. That that's, it keeps on being projected outward. Now, apply that to anything else. What I want and what I'm not getting. Look at that. How much are we thinking about stuff like that? What I want, what I'm not getting. Okay? So that's how it's, it's getting projected out again and again. And people are getting no peace. This is what drives the mind insane. What I want is what? I don't know. Um equality or something like that. Uh, what I want, let's make it a big worldly thing, okay? Like, a, like, it's, like it's unselfish, like it's for the whole world and it's not just for your selfish self, which it doesn't really matter. But um, I want uh, everyone in the world to be free to be able to um, uh, 
to, to make their own choices and not have an oppressive-ass government over them. Okay? Something like that. You might think, oh, that's a really noble one. I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to hang on to that one. You know? But the thing is, there is no world. So you're just distracting yourself one more time. You're just distracting yourself again. I want this, and it looks like I'm not getting it. I want a, what is it? Uh, I want a fit body. But no matter what I do, it's just like this. Well, guess what? That projection is being made by you right now. Okay? And this thing with the attachment is so tricky. It's, so, it's such a tricky thing because you'll try to convince yourself, okay, I'm just going to not be attached to things so I can get what I want. So I can get that fit body. I'm going to like, but I better get it. I better get the fit body. Otherwise, I'm going to realize that this was all a sham. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to realize that Hope was full of shit. She has good genes. <laughs> I get that sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, and then by thinking thoughts repeatedly, seeing it manifest as that, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for to me, it's a distraction, and I don't have any I don't have any issues with anyone going down that path because if you're attracted to it, it's perfect for you. It's part of your awakening. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. You get to a certain point where you're like, this is a fucking distraction. What am I doing? What, why do I want to manifest something in a dying-ass world? Why do I want to spend my mental energy trying to make a dying world better? Why do I want to do that? Like, you're, talking about, you're, you know, you're talking about sitting there and using your mental faculties to make this world into something. I, you know, my preference is to undo the world with my mental faculties. That doesn't mean the other way is a wrong way because it, these things have to be played out before there's an amount of willingness. There's a certain amount of willingness that comes up. You could be doing the Joe Dispenza things and listening to Wisdom Dialogues. It's great because these things, they, these, these mental tendencies to try to make the world into something, they have to be seen by yourself. You can't just have someone telling you, you know what, forget about that. That's not going anywhere you want to go. You got to find out that it's not, and that's the experience. So within all of that kind of stuff, watch the experience. And what I, and, and what I get from people who follow those kinds of manifestation kind of paths like that, they end up going, shit, I did, why didn't that work? I didn't get what I want. I was, met, I, was, I was visualizing, I was doing this. That is the biggest blessing when you didn't get what you want. Because, you know, if you're, gonna, if, if you're in, in this world and feeling like you're always getting what you want all the time, which isn't really possible, but if you were feeling like that, you're going to just keep on going and not realizing that there's something way better for you that doesn't have uh, death at the end of it. 
Okay, it doesn't have like illusions of sickness, and, and you know, it, it's it, it would be it would be one thing if uh, that method could just like automatically make everyone in the world completely safe from harm and sickness and death and everything like that. And that would be one thing, but it doesn't do that. It gives you a temporary illusion that you have some kind of control over the illusion, <laughs> which, which, which you don't. Uh, and, it, and, then, and so any kind, of, any kind of teaching like that or any kind of practice like that, it's already set up as part of your path to awakening. Otherwise, you wouldn't have it in your path. You wouldn't see it there. So it's not something to resist against or even try to get through quickly. But with the awareness of it, with the awareness of where this is going, you'll see it's, it's all in the experience. It's all in the experience. That's all. So you just have the experience of it, of, of how that goes. And, you know, coupled with teachings like this, like your interest in this shows a certain willingness where no matter what else you're involved in, this is going to bubble up for you. This is, this is going to bubble up for you. And you're going to, you're, you'll see no matter what path you go down that you're worthy of this relief and you're going to get relief when you, when you need it. You know, not, none of this stuff goes to waste. You, you can do all the different kind of practices and have fun, enjoy and have fun because it's not like it's a bad thing to do. Yes? Are you saying that experience is like dreaming while watching it? The experience is like, a, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the experience is how your mind learns, okay? So, um, so you're having an experience of yourself going toward conflict. You're having that experience. The experience is the sensation. So you're experiencing the sensation. There's always more sensation to be experienced. Okay? So it, just like you can always relax more, just like you can always be more joyful, there's always more sensation to be experienced. So we get caught up in different things. And as we go out, to go, go about our day, you know, we may find ourselves in, you know, in something where we're putting a lot of mental energy, a lot of mental focus on what it is that we seem to be doing. And we're kind of removing our mind from the sensation of the doing, right? So it's kind of like med meditation where you keep on coming back to the sensation. The sensation is in the present moment. You guys know what I mean by sensation. That's the reaction that you're getting to everything that you're perceiving. There's an emotional reaction to everything. So that's the experiencing. The more you're experiencing, the quicker and easier the, the whole unwinding goes, okay? The less you're experiencing, the more you're going to have sufferings come up. You know, just getting hit by things like that. It's kind of like getting hit. Boom. Someone says something to you and you're like, bam. Like, like you're just like, you've been soft in the jaw. It is. It's like that. It's like when you're in suffering, it's like you've just been hit, you know. And that's, that's what makes, uh, makes suffering happen is the idea that you have to run in thought to try to get a better feeling. That's all it ever is. So you're getting these emotional reactions and automatically taking it as you need to find out how to make that better and it's something in the world. And that's what would have you go toward 
some kind of self-help kind of thing to make yourself better. People even, and I did it for a long time, would work out to make my body better. Isn't that the reason people normally work out to make their body better? Um, that is like freaking attacking your body like, no, like nothing else. You know, it's like saying you're not, this thing's neutral. So it's taking on whatever thoughts you're, you, you make true about it. It's taking on the thought that it's, it's not good enough. It needs to get in better shape. It should be in better shape. It should be younger, whatever. Um, and, and, and in that, that is the sickness. That is the dis-ease. Nothing's wrong with your body. You know, there's nothing wrong in it. And, you know, saying that, it's like, almost like, it, you know, it's, that's going against the whole world. Because that's the reason people do it. Oh, I got to work out so I can take care of my body, you know. And it's like, hey, what if you were just doing it because it felt good? What if you were like really like honestly and, you know, to honestly do it like, for, like that, um, I know because I came through that big time, um, is in the moment, watch what happens while you're working out. Watch what thoughts come up about how this is going to be good for you and stuff like that. And apply reason to those. Let yourself feel. Let yourself feel what it is. And you'll see that even your exercising, working out, whatever you want to call it, um, it's joyful. It's not for a certain end. It's not like you wake up in the morning and you got to like whip yourself. Okay, I'm going to make myself do this. You might find yourself making yourself do it just like you normally do it first and then watching the thoughts about it because it comes the whole, they come the whole time. This is what I noticed. They come the whole time where it's either, either your mind's off on, uh, on, on some story about people and things and what you're going to do later. Either your mind's off of something like that or else your mind's like, oh yeah, good thing I'm working out today. Uh, this is really good for me. I got to keep this up. I got to make sure I keep this up. Um, and, and yeah, I wonder how many calories I'm burning right now. Cause I ate a bunch of calories last night and that kind of stuff. This is just like all nonsense when all that stuff goes away and you're just experiencing whatever your workout is. It's such a joy, whatever it is. And if it, and if it was too hard on you, you just back off. If it, was, if it was not gentle, if it was, if it was, uh, if, if it was to try to make you conform into a certain shape, if it's trying to make you better and that's the only reason you were doing it, you're just going to back off naturally. You know, you can have, have something that's just like really easy and easeful. The body's neutral. It's, it's what, you know, you make it into something. You can make it into something. I've seen where, you know, I go uh, look in the mirror and I'll be like, damn. That's pretty good. And then like two days later, what happened there? You know? <laughs> it's just totally neutral. Yeah, I was just going to say like, you know, um, having a life where you do things to have a result or order you know, a few years later or something versus just doing things that you enjoy in the moment, like just long term. Well, you know, here's the thing. I don't have a choice in what I do. I only have a choice in what I enjoy in the moment. 
Will I be enjoying this or will I be taking it as a burden? So it's not up to me what I do. So I'm not like looking for the best things that I could do. Uh, it's just like, am I going to take this as, it, as if it's real? See, that's what changes everything. That's what gives you a totally different perspective of everything. Because then you're using whatever it is, even the, you know, the, the, the thought that, oh, my job sucks. You're using it for what it's for. It's like, oh, you, you know, you allow yourself to feel that feeling because you're applying reason. You want to know, you want to be aware that you're not in this world. You're certainly not in a body. You're not, you want to just be aware that you are not in this world. That's all. That's what's going to make you happy. That's where you're going to find your happiness, that you're not here. You're not going to find any happiness thinking that you're here. It's only fleeting happiness because you got something here that made it, you know, something that you can associate with your body. I got this money. It's for keeping my body, whatever. This, whatever money it is, and that's the reason people want money because it's like protecting the body, right? If you got the money, you can eat. If you got the money, it's not true. It's not true. It's, it, it, we're making, our, we're making it, it as if these like digits on a computer nowadays uh, or, or bills, pieces of paper or little coins, that those are sustaining us. They're not. They, we're getting an illusion of that because that we put so much energy into it, making it a reality that, we, that it seems like that's the case. So then we, can't, we cannot enjoy when we're doing things for money. We cannot enjoy. It's, a, it's, not, it's not like that. And, and, and I don't, I'm not saying that you shouldn't charge for your services. That is not what I'm saying at all. This is a mental thing. Okay? It's, a, it's, a, it's like in that moment, there's a thought that's making you sacrifice for money. You don't have to, you don't have to change what you're doing at all. You can't. You don't have a choice in that. You have a choice in not sacrificing this moment for anything. For love, there's no sacrifice in love. For money, you don't have to sacrifice the moment. This moment, let yourself get the experience. The more you're getting the experience, the more joyful you will be. It's possible, and you know, especially when you're first starting out or you know you don't have as much experience with it, is that you'll feel you'll feel the the experiencing is actually very painful. Let it be. I promise there's something on the other end of that. And if you really look at that pain and that burning, that fire, it's good. You like it. You want that. The other one is seeking some kind of ego shelter away. I don't want this burning pain. So I don't want to feel. I don't want to experience. I'm just going to find out how to get out of this. I'm going to find out how to get out of this. And you can't get out of it, though. The whole thing is set up like, you know, you're suffering. It's for suffering and death. You're not getting out. You're not getting out like that. You, you know, you're not in it. So you're not getting out. You're, it's just that the whole thing is going to dissolve in an instant once all of the impurities in the mind are resolved. So everyone is seen as they are. They're seen as the Christ. You can't see them as a body anymore. You just don't see them like that anymore. 
Okay, so, so trying to go for that ego comfort is basically wanting to keep that up, wanting to keep the world up, wanting to keep those bodies propped up, making this as if it's real. You know, let them fall. Let them all fall. And my, son, my son came to me and said, Mom, you know what? I think you don't care what I do. I go, you're right, I don't. <laughs> care what you, do not care what you do. Okay? I care about your happiness and that, you know, your happiness is my happiness. That's it. And I don't know what it takes to make you happy either. I have no idea. So, you know, you could use that one for the ego's purpose. I only care about your happiness. That's why you have to go to school every day and you have to do this and you have to eat this way and eat the food that I say is healthy because I want you to be happy. Uh, I don't know what it takes. All I know is in the moment when I'm with you or when I'm thinking about you or anything like that, I'm allowing you to be as you are and have your own life. You don't have to, I don't have to impose myself on you because your happiness is my happiness. So I'm not trying to make you conform to what my idea is happy, of happiness is. I have no idea. And my son just kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, it's like there's a, there's a sense like uh, it's, uh, it's uncaring to the ego. It's uncaring if I don't, oh, you, oh, you like to play video games 16 hours a day? Okay, what do you need for that? How about a comfortable chair or something, you know? Uh, you know, and it's like, you don't even care. You don't even care if I do that all day. Yeah, I don't care if you go to school all day either. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you don't need me to tell you. <laughs> you know, uh, if you want something, I can help you with that. Um, do you want, what do you want? And he's like, I want some structure. Okay, what do you want structured? Okay, uh, yeah, I want this structured. Oh, uh, do you want any structure for brushing your teeth? Because I notice you don't do that. Oh, no, that's where I draw the line. I'm not, I don't want any structure for that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, how about uh, taking a shower? Because I notice you're pretty stinky. No, I don't need any structure for that. I just need you to make sure that I do this thing. I learn this stuff for one hour a day. Okay, what do you want me to do? Um, let me know when it's time for me to do that. I, okay, so I get, take my iPhone, and he's sitting right next to me. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in my calendar. There's a, re there's a reminder every day at this time I'm going to tell you this. I go, you know, at some point, you can just put that in your own phone, and it'll do that, too. <laughs> but, you know, I love doing it. It's fun. <laughs> you know, was, hey, uh, just uh, show me you care. Do this thing for me. Okay, sure, you know. <laughs> show, show me that you actually, yeah, it's like, if you want to uh, get structured for more stuff, let me know. I'm happy to do it. Like, I'll just set another reminder in my phone, and then I'll come over to you and tell you to do it. <laughs> the, other, the other day, I was five minutes late. It was like six, so they do it at six. So today, I told him when I left for Wisdom Dialogue, I said, I'm not going to be there to do that for you today. Are you going to be all right? Are you going to do your thing? He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And, uh, and so the other day I went in there. It's like 
I go, hey, shit, it's 6.05, you know? What, what are you, did you start? He's like, oh, no, I did I go, you better get on it. <laughs> he loved that. <laughs> Man, I'm cracking the whip right now. You better get your work done. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? You know, we just joke around like that because it's not like we don't have that kind of relationship where I tell him what to do. But then he gets this idea in his mind because now he's 13 that I must be a shitty parent because I'm not doing it the way other parents do it. I'm like, hey, I'm, all, I'm fine with all that, uh, that structure stuff, but like if, you're, if, if you start getting like, you don't want me to give you the structure, it's dropped. That's just so you know. Like, <laughs> it's not going to turn into, you said you were going to do that now. You're ruining everything. <laughs> How are you ever going to make anything of yourself in your life if you're not disciplined? <laughs> and, you know, people take that and go, wow, you know, I can't really. Okay, you can't live like that. Fine, I get it. That's the way you're conditioned. You got, you got discipline in your conditioning. Think of it as food for thought. So as you go about your, you know, about your day and you notice how many times you're using discipline. You're using discipline on yourself. Watch it. Just, to, just in watching that and, you know, you're going to remember that I said, you don't need that. You don't need any discipline. All that's doing is making yourself into something that you're not. And, you know, self-discipline also plays into the way that the court system is set up and the whole legal system is set up in our country and in lots of countries all over the place. Um, it's like we automatically think that we're guilty. We automatically think that we need some discipline. Needing some discipline is guilt. Thinking that you need discipline is guilt. Why isn't this thing just going to go exactly as it needs to go? Because I'm guilty. So now I have to do something about it. I have to try to fix it. I have to make reparations for it or whatever it is. I ate all that food last night. This is a big thing, you guys. I mean, don't, don't think it's benign because this is a thing. I ate all that food last night. Now I need to burn it off today. Okay? That's a cycle. You think at any time you find yourself, this is a fun one. You can play with this unless you feel like you really need to think about it. Anytime you find yourself thinking what you ate yesterday, come back to the feeling. <laughs> okay? Because it does not matter. And that's a setup for beating yourself up. This is very common. Okay? I ate all those things or I ate the wrong thing. How am I going to, you know, repent for that? I better do a, I better do a really sweaty workout today so I can burn enough calories for that shit that I ate last night. And the thing is, if you're being easy and gentle on yourself, you're not going to get the perception of overeating in the first place. You're not even going to get the... You got, if you got the perception of overeating, you didn't actually overeat. That has no effect. The food has no effect on you. You got the perception of overeating because you thought you were guilty. You thought you separated yourself and you thought you could hurt yourself. You get, you get images of hurting yourself and this just keeps on going on. And it's the same thing with thinking that you ate really well. It's the same exact thing. There's no food... There's nothing like that. You don't have to manage that. It's coming all, all on its own. 
And people ask me, well, how do you, how, how do you stay healthy and fit? I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay? I think it's playful. Sometimes I get on the scale and I just think it's playful. You know? Oh, 111. Oh, up to 114. Oh, down to 109. Oh, oh, okay. You know? It's like, what are those numbers? You know? I see it go down. I'm like, shit, I got to eat more. You know? And I just laugh at myself. It's like fun. Oh, yeah, right. Like, that's really making a difference. I've seen it for myself, too. When you know, you know. I've seen it for myself. Go, okay, the scale, all right, went down to 109. All right, everyone, tell my family, I'm in a bulking phase. I have to bulk up. I got to eat more food, everyone. So, I got another thing. I'm going to eat more food. Next thing you know, I got indigestion. I didn't gain any weight. (laughs) (laughs) And I know the indigestion isn't from the food. It's from the belief that I need to eat more food because it's important what shape and size my body is. (laughs) That's what gave me the indigestion, not the food. (laughs) And, and you know, when I get the thought, I'm going to bulk up, I'm going to eat more food, I'm not finding myself necessarily eating more food when I don't, than when I don't have that thought. It's just that I don't have the indigestion because I don't have that pressure on myself. And that's what all indigestion is. It's putting pressure on yourself as if you have a choice and a choice that you make can affect yourself. Choiceless, timeless, defenseless, innocence. Don't let anything in the world make it seem like any of those things are in question because they're not. And it's only a matter of you seeing that they've never been in question, which comes through experience. Getting the feeling effect of the thought that's present now. That's all it is. So, hooray, everyone! (laughs) 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 Yay!